Hey there, Friday Night Movie listeners. Welcome to a very special Game of Thrones mini-episode. This is an episode dedicated to Season 8, Episode 3. We are dropping this the day that Episode 4 airs, so this could be like a nice recap if you want to feel like you watched Episode 3 with us. But if you haven't, please note, this is filled with every possible spoiler, as well as some crazy predictions. Hope you enjoy the episode. We had an enormous amount of fun recording it. Here we are, and welcome to a Game of Thrones mini episode. And so, and so like those sound effects were not because we don't have the rights to the music, but it's because you don't know how to put a song into the podcast. That is accurate. We're this is going this is being recorded the day of episode four's airing. So I'm actually gonna drop this before episode four airs. So people as they get used to as they get ready, maybe they miss the first three episodes, maybe they miss the long night, which I think is one of the greatest episodes of television ever made. I am so over people giving that episode a hard time because it was too dark. I think the the problem is that we all just have terrible televisions and we don't know i think I get, here's my problem with this let's just get this out of the way this is the elephant in the room uh, so i want to welcome my sisters okay. lily yeah, and becky no, we're past no, yeah aria which one's <laughs> definitely the aria of this group she could becky, catch you becky is 100 percent the aria and lily is definitely 100%. the queen of like a little hinterland area where she oh, <laughs> runs yeah. the show i think exactly I would say I'm Sansa, but like post her trauma. Not that I've had trauma like that, but just meaning like the tough Sansa. Yeah, you know, no, you're you're gangster, you're gangster, you're gangster Sansa. Sorry, that's gonna be happening if we want a podcast. That's okay. The the little coos of of Miri, she's like a little dire wolf. (laughs) She's a little newborn dire wolf. So many questions, so many things. I just want to say that I am. Annoyed, yes. Don't watch it on an iPad. I get it. Don't watch it on a shitty I watched it on an iPad. I, I watched it on an uh, iPad. Right, well, but I, I understand why they're saying, like, don't watch it on not proper TVs, because then it'll be too dark. But not everyone can go to a fucking movie theater premiere at the, you know, Groman's Chinese Theater in um, Los Angeles to see it. So... You can't, you know, I wish that they would just admit that they didn't make it dark for any other reason than they didn't want to have to deal with all those special effects and having all those extras. Well, Am I, I right? So let's start with the darkness, because the darkness is a great element. The episode starts where there's this wall of darkness. They're getting ready to fight. Melisandre shows up. She lights the Dothraki's swords on fire in what was a beautiful visual moment. And then that when was beautiful. The and then dying was visually stunning. And they all charge off and get swallowed up by the darkness. And... I thought that it was obviously, as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, this is how they're going to make like what should be the most expensive battle scene ever filmed for television, both not look cheap, but also I, I was like, what a great way to serve the story. What an incredible, what an incredible, I'd never seen anything like this where that darkness, the, the way, the it's really hard to describe if you haven't seen the episode, but you've probably seen it. Just it just looks dark. This. It looks like someone turned all the lights off. Right, but no, but, Shai, was I talking to you about it? How, like, 
we have to keep in mind this is still television and it's such a genius way of showing us how terrifying it is without only showing us the White Walkers. Exactly. And it's in what you don't show that you really reveal, you know? Absolutely. Like, it's a smarter way. It was so well done. And, and it was something that we hadn't seen yet. It was a trick. Like, they did the Battle of the Bastards, which... I think is probably the greatest battle I've ever seen on television. So yeah, what were they going to do? Just give us a battle with zombies? Well, a battle with monsters was already done in Lord of the Rings better than anyone's ever going to ever do it again in Return of the King and in Helms and in um, Two Towers. So what are they just going to give us a Lord of the Rings fight? So by bringing that element of darkness and mystery was so haunting. I watched the episode while walking on the treadmill. I told you, you can't, I don't do that. With like, headphones I watched on. it a, like a foot away from my television on the floor so I could bang the floor as so, I was watching it so, by myself in a full body sweat. So as it was happening, though, because I was a with my back to the door and I was moving, so my heart rate was moving as I was doing it. Every time something yeah. happened, I would duck as if like a white walker <laughs> was coming behind me. So I thought that that was brilliant, and I think people are being babies if they're complaining about how dark it was. I mean, it was dark. Let's just be honest. But it was, it the, was the long night. It was, it was dark, episode. but it was a night battle. Yeah. I, I agree. It was and dark, but it, it was still well done. That, that was the entire Night King's advantage, <laughs> was the fact that he's the Night King. Well, he also, like, storms it up like a Marvel, Marvel super movie or whatever. Here in a movie right, where but, he, like, but, causes a blizzard. But, that's, you know, that, but that storm was, again, the extent of his magic, his ability. So, okay. So, here we are. We're at this opening scene. We're we're looking. Jon Snow's looking like a worried puppy, the way he always looks. Samwise Gamgee is looking very scared. In fact, it's asking. They're a, trying to be brave. They're trying to be brave. And then you have, I was what I was watching at the beginning is okay. Who are they focusing on, and are they doing death? I'm obsessed now with who's going to die. Who are they focusing on, and? Who are they foreshadowing the death of? Melisandra gives a line where she talks about how she's going to be dead by dawn. Now, I would like someone out there who knows anything about Game of Thrones to tell me that in the episode that was essentially a zombie movie, an amazing zombie movie, she said she was going to be dead by dawn, which in my view was an Evil Dead 2 reference because the name of Evil Dead 2 is Dead by Dawn and the zombies are all... You think? All, I you I think? don't know. I don't know. But to uh, me, well, I bet that's out there in the Twitterverse. I'm sure. Me, me, I feel like it's one of those things where the way people find... When people watch The Shining, they find meaning in every single item of every single frame, like the way that a can of soup is rotated a certain way they find meaning. I think that's what's happening right now. I think there's only so the many words you can use to describe things in I shows will with no longer and be living when shine. the sun rises. I mean, I think it's like it was. I think it was a line I mean, that then. Okay, sorry. She disagrees with me. Actually, she agrees with you, she, Shy. She's like, it isn't... she's like Uncle Shy, Tio Shy. I absolutely think it was a reference to Sam Raimi's Ooh. horror comedy classic, Evil Dead. Okay, so we have this, like, set up, and they're showing the different people, and then we get a little bit into the battle, and our first big death is a guy whose name, honestly, I don't even remember, and I mix up with Tyrion's Oh, friend. the guy from the wall, whatever. The guy from the wall. The guy from the wall. Like, yeah. Who shows like back up on this the episode, episode previously, and you're like, oh, he's there. Yeah. I and, mean, and, nobody and, was waiting for that. And... They yeah. kept everyone alive pretty much. It, it, which, like, is what we, which is kind of what we predicted. We maybe predicted one or two more deaths, but but I think all of us felt that we weren't going to see too many. I, although I have to say, I until I Grey Worm would have definitely I, 
Yeah, I mean, Grey, Grey Room surviving was a real surprise to me. I, I think that... Um, I think that... Okay, I have a question. What are the rules as far as the Night King's ability I to liter- reanimate? literally don't There's understand. No but See, why, what are the rules? Why uh, can uh, he reanimate the people in the crypt? So, when... so let's start... Let, let's just get I thought to... you'd have to be killed by a White Walker in order to be reanimated by them. You can't uh, just, like, randomly die. It's a major one of the rules. They could resurrect situation. every single person that's ever died ever in the whole world. And the army would be three times bigger. Right, including the ones that were destroyed by the Dragonglass, because that was the whole point of killing them with the Dragonglasses, is they can't be reanimated, right? Or, no, maybe they can be reanimated? No, they know. can't be. They, like, it, go the, to death. If the White Walkers kill death. the dragon, right, and that's why they have all the dragon glass weapons. But other people die, and so they become White Walkers. Okay, so Samwise has the classic thing where the coward gets saved by a brave person. The brave person. That was annoying. He should have just stayed in the crypt. Like, I didn't need that. Or he should have been just brave and gotten his shit together or just bowed out. I was very annoying to me that he was doing the, oh, my God, I want to fight, but I'm so scared. I was like, no, he guys. Stayed and protected his wife. So you know what? You know, yeah. he stayed and protected his yeah. wife. She probably would have been more danger with him there. So right, but that... I'm just sort of like, you don't get that far because if they just then... kept him in the crypt, and then he could have been the one saving people in the crypt. Like that would have worked. I think they're. I think they are trying to. He has been such a hero lately. They are trying to paint him as a coward so that we can get a redemption from him sometime soon. Oh. That's so why he'll die at hero? Or no, they're yeah. just dragging him down a bit so that they can lift him up and we can feel like when he but solves like, I feel some like sort we're of... Past that. We have so many other things to be doing on this show that like I'm done with the Sam Tarly drama. That That's a good point. Now, what do you think about this? So Cersei and Tyrion end up in the crypt with the women and children and Varys. Sansa? Sansa. 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 Sorry. But, sorry. I said Cersei because I think that there are always parallels going between Sansa and Cersei. I think hmm. that there is always this possibility that Sansa becomes a Cersei if she doesn't keep her if she because of everything she's sure. gone through and because of how smart she is, right? There's this debate between her and Tyrion about whether or not they should go out be able to go out and if there's something they could do to help with the battle with their minds and 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 what you're seeing here to me is the two smartest people probably in the kingdom the two best strategists in the kingdom are in this crypt with physically they're not able to do anything in this war but it reminded me a lot of when cersei hides in the red keep during one of the big Mm -hmm. battles and Mm -hmm. here is sansa in the in the crypt hiding in the, so I think that there's, it, it, to me that what, what the story that they left me with Sansa and Tyrion is that their moment to shine is going to be the undoing of Cersei. They're going to be the ones to figure out whatever has to be figured out in order to end the, the Westeros, the bigger Westeros war, the, the brute sure. strength of Jon Snow and bravery okay. of Arya, all that worked out fine for the Night King. But it's you good, need right. more than this that. Is yeah. stop Cersei. Strategy. That's a good okay. point. D- question. I just have some questions. Does Ghost survive? Oh my god. Yeah. Forget about Definitely. those dogs already. And why but isn't I there just, Can we can we please see a White Walker version back, of so one of the they're going to keep bringing back the dogs. I'm going to keep asking about them. So you yeah, I'm sure he's alive somewhere. Like the dogs just going to eat Cersei or something like that or like who? I don't know. I don't know, but Okay. He's got to still be is, alive. Otherwise, and, I would bring him back. Becky, I heard Shai's opinion on the phone previously. I don't want him to influence you. Did the second dragon survive? Yes, they both survived. What makes you say that? 
I, I think I read about like the next episode or something. That okay, if you didn't, yes, yeah, everybody that I've asked that question I had to, not read about it, I would have yeah. only thought her one. I thought, I thought both... everybody that's answered me has seen like a preview or that. Die, I thought, I thought that that one died fighting the dead night, night. like no. the white dragon, but not me. You know why? Because they did not show the dragon's death really on screen. Right. And so that's a good point. The, and they show the dragons being wounded. Now, I don't necessarily And think... you know one of the at least one of her dragons, if not both, are gonna have to die from Cersei's crazy like device that she built. Like yeah. slingshot. Exactly. Like, and one of them's gonna die that way for sure. I, I think that also we don't know who's gonna die from their wounds from this war, right? Like there aren't they aren't necessarily White Walkers gonna come out of the dead bodies. We don't necessarily there's not necessarily gonna be a White Walker dragon coming, but the but I think, you know, th- there's got to be room for these dragons to die. Is uh, Arya's dog coming back? No. I I no, can't I, keep I, track I, of the dogs. I'm just asking about One. Dogs. Okay, question. Lily's very concerned about of, all the animals. Are there any horses you you're worried about? Jorah's horse I is dead. The pogs. The pogs. What are they called? The pogs. Who? Star Wars? <laughs> what are they called? The porgs? Well, porgs. Porks? Are the porks coming? Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a mom joke. <laughs> Wait, and che- Chewbacca, that is true. A total yeah. non-sequitur uh, from another movie. <laughs> yeah, just bring it to another movie. Um, what did you guys... Amazing, oh. Becky. That was She's amazing. She's watching farm animal videos, by the way. So the noises you hear are the cows and the sheep she's making. I know, I can't. We can't um, hear the noises. If you oh ever say that this baby's fetches or complains or is not well-behaved ever again, I will smack you. Oh my God! I want to right, Beth, Lily. I mean, it's important we talk about Game of Thrones, but if you were offered, if you were offered the opportunity to stop what you were doing and just snuggle that baby right now, what would you? A hundred percent. I'd fly across multiple time zones to see that baby right now. She's very. Friendly. I also like Becky loses all credibility when she complains about that child forever. Also, she's got that little sleepy face in the sleep sack happening, which anyone who has a, anyone who's ever picked up a kid in their sleep sack from a nap, it's just like the greatest thing. She also looks like she's very like concerned about the fact that like that the animals are in the phone, and she seems like she wishes she can just touch them. Yeah, so um, you should buy her a bunch of farm animals. Okay, we're gonna so, go buy farm right. animals. Right. Wait, so I had a question. What yeah. did you guys think of them giving so much uh, story to uh, what's her name, Liana Mormont? Mormont. I think yeah. they were committed to. I think like they in had. The whole show? So here's the thing. Yeah. What I did think... you think of her or her death scene? I think that they had. Wait, who? The, the little, little girl little who lady. gets smushed oh, by the... But the, the giant, I thought that was great. Sure. I, I think they... A lot of people are going to have to die, so you might as well make it, it interesting. So it here's the thing. Death. One of my biggest complaints about the show, it's such a... Con- it's so contradictory, is that early on it became so it's much about... love-hate show. Yeah. <laughs> about, about, so mu- about so much about who's going to die, who's going to die, who's going to die. And then at a certain point, they had their main characters, and the main characters just weren't going to die to the end, if at all. Right, because like there's there's this not you know the show's gimmick isn't everybody dies. It's that it's supposed to be a compelling show. But they they needed a little they needed some fodder of people to kill to give dramatic moments during the White Walker fight, and so I think Liana was was that was her you know that was her moment and the idea of the small person killing the giant was yeah pretty and amazing. and such a such a young person being so brave that was yeah. pretty awesome i loved it so that was that was terrific and it was great and it was emotional but like not aria dying which would have destroyed me at that point if aria dies going forward no, and, and and let's just also talk about the other elephant in the room hello her totally like upstaging john snow surprising all of us 
on a sh- episode that was quite predictable. We knew the Night King was going to die at some point because then they, the rest of the season has to be the Battle of Cersei. So we knew he was going to die. Probably assumed Jon Snow was going to kill him. But then it's her that does it in just such an epic way. I I was impressed that I got to be surprised on this episode because I feel like it was pretty predictable in general. It was exciting but somewhat predictable. Not only did I love that she killed him, I, I don't I don't feel like I needed her to kill him. But I loved was the move that she pulled with dropping the knife into the opposite hand. We'll get there. We'll accident. get there. I want to work. I want to lovingly work our way through this episode. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. I want to talk. I want to. Well, not so much chronology. We're doing themes. Okay. Because before we get to. So before we get to the grand finale, let's talk about the fact that in general, I I felt like. Did you feel the like sinking, terrifying feeling of like, how are they going to win? Like, what is this evil? Oh, yeah. Even if they win, what's going to be left? It looks like there's literally 20 people still alive inside the, but, the no, castle. Okay, but let's there's, just it looks say like, again. Like, it looks the like there's literally 20 people, and then they're, like, almost ripped right. apart. And then but, all the dead reanimate. You're like, but that's that's the thing is that this is a very predictable episode. So how to keep a predictable episode exciting? And you don't really think, you know, like they finally like have a second where they're like, oh my God, wow, we did it. Like, we've kept them out. It's like, we've killed all of them, like, Jamie, Rianne, like, they've all, like, battled so hard. And then all the, then he raises the Night King. I don't know what the rules are, but it doesn't really matter. When he lifts up his hand. Clearly the rules are that he can reanimate anyone he wants from wherever, of any proximity of all time. Or at least least if he's on the premises. I feel like the rules should be, I feel the rules should be, if you're killed by a white, by a white walker. Then you can be reanimated by the Night King. That, that was the sound the of reanimation. So, so, uh, I, and, um, and what I so, love, what I loved about it was that you spent eight years and building towards this, and you're seeing all of these people unite against this terrifying force. To me, it almost felt like the you know the Nazis, the killing machine of World War II, when you have all of these different and and. And that you know that afterwards, there's going to be words. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be arguments over who's in charge and all that stuff. But in this moment, they, they have to band together. And that, that the tension of that blew me away. The other thing that I think they did brilliantly to keep the tension going was the scene where Arya is sneaking around the library. Or was it a library? I don't know what it was. That was so terrifying. I truly, truly felt like I was in a horror movie, a zombie movie. Like, that was the point at which I think I I just, like, Lily, I moved right in front of the television, and, like, you was just gripping onto things and banging things, because it was, like, I couldn't handle how scary that was. Oh yeah, and and it was and that was with there was like forty five minutes left in the episode at that point. So here I am. You got Arya. I thought that this might be her end. That as she sneaks through the library, she's gonna turn the corner and then, uh, you know, walk in. And at one point, she stabs one of the things right. in the head. They, but they really do it. A re- they do it so well where they, it's a jerking move. It's such a tight shot. And you're not sure if it's her or the other one, but if they quickly resi- like let you yeah. know it wasn't her, and that was just very well done. And, and then I enjoyed, I again cannon fodder again, but her and the hound and Patchy Magoo fighting their way to the end, and then Patchy Magoo 
sacrificing himself. Although, I have to say, I was confused by how many times he survived. I will say, I was confused by a number of people. I thought like, Brienne of Tarth died five times in that episode. She was no, constantly screaming. Like she was ripped apart multiple be, times. She it looked it like, looked like that her and Jamie, but they still keep going, unrealistically, in, but fine. In fact, they but were the, not the patchy eye guy, I was like, it's about time. Sure. And then Melisandre, whatever her name is, is so like, now it's time. He served his purpose. Dead by dawn, she just lets herself die? That's how yeah, she died? She's served her purpose. She's done. Yeah, she's been alive for a thousand years, so. And the other guys died like 19 times that we know of. Yeah. Or whatever. So, um, then there was another moment in this where the dragon goes up to the Targar- uh, to to the Night King, Jon Snow. Someone, I don't know. Someone's right. I mean, you got Jon Snow and Daenerys flying around, shooting fire at things. And to me, the big lesson here is, the, a how how brave the two of them are, and how they had no chance without those dragons. So she's earned, I think, a lot of street cred. But at the same time, how ultimately how little those dragons are able to to do because when Jon Snow goes to burn the Night King, the Night King's like, bring it on, I'm just fine. Does that mean the Night King is a Targaryen? Or does that just mean the Night King can't be burned? Targaryen? Okay, so one of the know. interesting... No, 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 hold on. People, the fairies I've... made the Night King. The fairies Was the guy made... that they used, the human, a Targaryen? So the tree people made the Night King. At that point, none of these, whatever they're called, I mean, they're, they're tree fairies, whatever they are. Yeah. At that point, none of the actual houses exist, but it's their ancestors, so maybe potentially he's an ancestor of a Targaryen. But I think it has more to do, and this is not an original idea, but something I read and that I agree with, has to do with how he was created. He was created by putting the piece of whatever it was, dragon glass, glass thing, in his heart, so then therefore he had to be, like, stabbed in the heart to die. But he was stabbed in what would have been, I think, more like the gut. No, I think it was in his heart, no, like, directly in his heart. Him. No, she so. stabbed Anyways. Anyway. In the heart so, area, but with valerian steel, which is interesting. So, because well, he can be killed by, yeah, why can he be killed by Valerian steel and dragon glass? They can all be killed by Valerian steel. Right, why? Because it's Valerian like... steel, it's magical. Yeah. It's ancient. So, okay. I, I want to give a shout out to the Take Two podcast guys because they were the first ones ever to tell me the theory of the crypt. Of the, yeah, the crypt was going to come to life. Time, and when you said that, I was like, that's ridiculous because then what are the rules? Exactly. But it I happened. guess they predicted a what are the rules moment. And Sansa and Tyrion are holding hands in what, again, one of the best characters. There weren't a lot of character moments in this episode. There was a lot of action and best. tension. But one of the best character moments of the whole show was Sansa and Tyrion holding hands and her saying to him that he was the best of her three husbands. And them feeling their moment of unity and closeness as these two damaged intelligent people becky has a question but she's on mute not to be a dummy but who was the third husband she was married to ramsey Tyrion, and joffrey joffrey's married to joffrey well they had a wedding well they had a wedding and joffrey died died at the wedding i thought he married marjorie uh, well, I mean, he was supposed to be her husband, and then they gave her to Tyrion. Yeah, he married he he just then decided he wanted Marjorie instead of her, and then she marries uh, Tyrion. She doesn't marry Joffrey. Marjorie marries him. 
And then because she's already clean, well, she, she had a lot of Thomas. suitors, including Littlefinger, that creepster. Yeah, that's true. Uh, by the way, no, guy no, I, I don't miss that. in this season, Littlefinger. I'm glad. Uh, he I'm, died at the appropriate time. Died a timely, timely death. Because you can't have like a weasel strategist right now and no, being a protagonist in this season. Like there's too much action. So, like you know, he died at the. That's good writing. They really got rid of him at the right time, and he. I thought he served a great villainous purpose up until that moment. And he got exactly, and he got to a have a complicated character. I, I appreciate what he brought to and the he, story. And he got to own a big moment. Right now, anyone who dies for the rest of this show is sharing their death with everybody else who dies in this season. So that's why I also don't think as many people as people think are going to die are going to die. Uh, but I do think more are going to die at the hand of Cersei because. The, the, we're going to be reminded very soon why she is the most evil and why as bad as the Night King was as a physical force she is the she's the real terrible one whether it's by her army slaughtering people in Westeros in in the whatever it's called Winterfell or by some sort of horrible Trust? trap when they when they go King's back. Landing? Yeah, when they go back to King's Landing. No, no, like whether whether her army like the Ironborn show up at Winterfell because there's not that many people alive left after the long night. How many people do you think are left? Like 100 people? 20 I mean, probably people? in the thousands. Probably like in the thousands, but it, there were like It looks like, like millions 000. died. It was it was, it was so Sad all that cleanup. Oh, it was very. I think I was just mostly very sad at the idea that like all the Dothraki died, almost all the Unsullied died, all the wild yeah. things died. Like I, I think it was just I, very, very sad. I think that was critical. After eight years, I, I like think... I, it didn't feel like oh, just a random army. Like when Daenerys became upset that all the Dothrakis were wiped out, like I was upset with her. Daenerys upset. I, well, um, I, I mean, but also those are her loyalists. And again, this is something I was saying. The dragons didn't die, but her army being wiped out and Jorah being wiped out, that means that she is going to have to rely on everybody else. Like at this point, she gets to be queen because she has the dragons, but she's not going to simply be able to be queen because she has a big army. Kind of numbers. Yeah. yeah. Um, That'll be interesting time to see if, can, what kind of alliance move, she and Sansa actually make. Can we move on to Bland? Yes, we have what to talk about Bran. Do during do you battle? Think, wait, what I would like to show. Can I put a clip of Seth Meyers talking about him? Would we get sued? Yeah, Probably well, not. We, I mean, no one, no one will notice. But no one will notice. But so, come on. But but, but, like, but just why don't you just tell us? No, just it's just so funny. Just but tell what us. What did he do during the battle? Well, he well. Seth, can I just? You can cut it out. Can I just? No, play just it? just report it, Lily. I love when Lily repeats a comment. I like when you explain funny things yeah. that you saw. Well, okay, I don't remember it verbatim, but give us never the gist. Do. You never do. He was saying that um, gist is not in taking the Mueller report and putting it into four pages was like saying this episode was about a kid that's like a guy that smoked too much weed and thought he was smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, you can't like sum it up in like something that's so short. And then right. he goes and not to me, and then he just goes on a tent and he's like, I'm sorry. He's talking about Barr and Mueller and like really important things and he's just like, and not to make it all about Bran, but what are your powers? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what can you do? And no, 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 Bran, 
don't do that eye thing. I'm talking to you. <laughs> like, what is your thing? And then he jokes about like having, you know, if uh, like just basically having wasting your superpowers or whatever it is. Well, it's we don't know. Very we don't know what he went and did. So I, I think that I don't know what role Brand. I think Brand's story for now is done, and any further information we get about the Night King, unless we find out he was a Targaryen or something like that, is being saved for the spinoffs and the sequels. Like there's gonna like there that to me was we've ended that story here, and then they're gonna give you a whole story about the tree people and the Night King and the Night King. We're gonna see it from the Night King's perspective, like in Cobra Kai from Johnny, and you're gonna see that the tree people and everybody is in Three Eyed Raven's a jerk. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but the 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 it's it's. Just, Bran's role is a similar role to that of Doctor Strange in Avengers Endgame, where he has foreseen a potential future, and certain things have to unfold, and he is the guardian of that. And, and the, the, the point of Bran is Bran had to be bait, and he knew exactly where he had to be, and Theon had to be in front of him guarding him, because it came down to the very last second of the sure. Night King, this killing machine working his way but through everything. As- as Sev Meyer says, you know, what is your superpower and when are you going to use it? That's like Superman using his X-ray vision to heat up a Hot Pocket. That's funny, but I think but like, the, the, key, where... the key power is the foresight, is being able to see in and out of time and see the so potential. So now he should be able to help them figure out how to beat Cersei. But he may not get involved in no, something No, but that's like not that. his whole deal. His He's whole not like involved stop. in the war strategy. His whole thing is just record history. And like... Okay. And, and, also, and when stop. his ravens go out into the abyss, what did they what, don't do anything. One, one theory I heard is that they're out recording history, like little video cameras. Oh, like little drones of yeah, the battle. little drones. Yeah, he's recording to send them out in like a poignant moment when he goes to Theon. I have to go now, yeah. and then right. his eyes flip up. Like I, I think he's just may- like I forgot to push the DVR it record. Mi- it might be. It might have been recon for the where the dragon where, where the night king actually was to go it's not like he's him. sharing that information with anyone no it might have been but it might have been that might have been to see how long like where things were unfolding in the battle to see if his vision was a battle or like it might be something that we only like find out in the later. Su- in the in the sequel or in the prequel or something like that which again i care very little about what happens with the night king's backstory is he's like the alien from aliens i don't need to know much more i already know too much now, the probably the most significant character death in this episode was that of Theon's. Yeah. What did you guys? What do you guys think? Let's take a moment. To People appreciate. were disappointed that he just ran right into that. Yeah. But. See, I I don't view it that way. I view it as Theon knew that his purpose was to fight until the very end. And wow, did he fight well, shooting those arrows until he had yeah. more arrows. And then sure, but then it was great. like a bit of a letdown. I would have liked to see him at least like battle with like one of those generals that were standing around doing nothing. I, I but he was going. He was going for the Night King, and and again, it was all part of this vision unfolding. I, I get that it was all like a timing thing, and then that specific second that he uh, gets in the way. Prevents here's the thing. Here's time. here's what here's why why when they when they let him when he dies and they have him struggling on the ground like what was don't give me the that extra death minute scene. Minute. here's Alfie the thing. Alan deserved that. Alfie Allen that's an actor he'd earned Theon, that death scene 
one of like the big things of Theon in the last couple of seasons is these moments where he could be brave. And ah, stop. you're right. So rather than running or freezing or staying by Bran, he runs into battle. He runs into his death with no fear. And I think that's why it's important that he did that because here he is showing he's finally overcome the, the he's like basically going to die a peaceful death because he has overcome like the torture and the abuse and you know what did you do to this Mary um do you you see what I'm saying yeah and And it was actually like pretty important for him to run straight straight into the Night King no fear yeah, that is, you know, that's a really good point. I'm truly you look, running out of tricks, those guys, because she, like, doesn't even want to watch or, TV. Or we're basically at the end of the episode, but but I think you're right, because if you echo back to when he is freed by his sister when he's Reek, and he can't leave because he's so traumatized by Ramsay Or when Golden. he doesn't do anything to save his sister. Yeah, exactly. And now he here he is sacrificing himself. I thought it was, I thought it was, he was... There was a certain point in the show where I could not watch his part of the story. It was so upsetting. And the fact yeah. that I was able to watch it and enjoy it and and say goodbye to him and, and feel for him was a true accomplishment. And I thought that was great. And it was good that he got that send-off. All right. The final moment where you, Jon Snow is fighting the dragon, trying to make his way to the Night King to save Bran. And... Arya is told by Melisandre that she's good, that she, but they refer to some conversation that I definitely did not remember. I remember the conversation, but I just thought she just meant like she's going to kill dead the White Walkers. Exactly. And then just as the Night King is about to kill Bran, Arya pops out. With a hop, skip, and a jump. Also, that Night King Bran stare down was like a second too long for me. Unless the theory where they were they're like the same person or they're connected right. or they're all that connected. stuff. Like That's there's... what I, I had heard. I was getting Arya a new passport, and of course my husband forgot his ID, so I had to buy time when he ran home to get it. And I'm just like, not so want to lose island? my. No, his Spanish passport, so it's like in my neighborhood, and so I just like don't want to lose my turn and like have a hundred people go in front of me. So I'm just like chit chatting with the guy, and then I notice he's wearing a Game of Thrones shirt, and this was the day after that episode premiered the third episode so I was like so tell me what do you think and he was like well and his theory guy at the police station in Santa Cruz and everything is that that moment (laughs) is some sort of well I was like look I might as you know well keep this going because I don't want to lose my turn and uh that that moment is something between them that that's not a wasted moment that has to be that like they're connected or transference or something happened because otherwise it was like weird that he was just standing there looking at him instead of killing him. I agree. I agree. That's a really good point. I don't think that these guys wasted time in this episode. There was there. So yeah, I'm wondering then what that has, what that means for the future. Bren. Okay. So then, Melisandre. I thought, by the way, Arya was dead. I thought she was. That was it. That well, he like, this was going to be like the gut punch. The life out of her. Yeah, this I thought is, she was going to kill him and die. Yeah, and the fact she that she like, brushes herself off after that and is like, whatever. And then Melisandre goes off and takes off her little necklace and finally disappears. A pile of dust. What? Um, 
what do you guys think as we wrap up? What do you foresee happening in the next episode? Not I, the rest of the show. I don't but know, but I was very intrigued that Amelia Clark said that episode five is epic. And Jon Snow and so, said, Kit Harrington said the episode four is his favorite. Oh. What if there's a time jump between these two episodes? What if that was essentially a season? I think there finale? has to be. I feel like there has to be, right? I, I bet you that's a great prediction, Shay. Because they can't just like pick up and be like, let's go to King's Landing. Like that makes no sense. They, they, well, ha- I mean, if they don't, if they don't, or they have to spend time dealing with the aftermath of this horrific Because there's no rush. Like Cersei's just there like being queen. Unless Cersei's armies attack them. But there's, yeah, there's going to be some like arguing oh, around the table of like, what do we do with Cersei and who's going to be king of, you know, kings of Winterfell and all that stuff. Who is the next character to die? I would have said Grey Worm, but I feel like he's going to retire in Boca with his <laughs> girlfriend. Because Who's he's be like, let's go to the Boca of Game like, of Thrones land. When he's like, wherever your family's from, and like our families will meet, and they'll be like, everybody will be happy. Well, no one's like left the... in his family. What do you think? I feel like Tormund, Tormund is probably going to go... Yeah. No, Tormund and Brienne, I feel like this is shot for them. The Hound, Tormund. Oh, yeah, the Hound. But the next um, to die? I don't know if this... Although I still think the Hound is going to kill the Mountain. That's the most satisfying. Then he might die. But the next, next? I don't know. I want to see Tormund and Brienne right off I, I'm going to go to something crazy like Arya dying. I'm going to just go big and be like... I, I got to go. All right. I got to go. I'm sorry. Bye. Okay, I love you. I'm love you, back. You can follow her at Paper BK Princess. DM her; she'll send you a picture of her adorable baby. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. You say bye-bye. All right. One, one trick for me. If we get that, if we get that bye-bye soundbite clean, I'm just gonna use it at the end of every episode. Bye. Oh, that'd be amazing. So yeah, I'm gonna go big. I'm gonna say Arya. Arya is gonna be the next one to die. I feel like they they have it. They have to do. Gave her her purpose. There's something. Her story is kind of over in a sense. And I mean, unless she kills Cersei, but again, I, unless she kills Cersei, but I mean, she's gonna kill the Night King and Cersei. So I feel like, and I also no, feel like they've got they've that. got some tricks up their sleeves to really gut punch us, and and an Arya death would be the kind of thing that gut punches us. After this episode, I'm kind of like, maybe it'll be Jamie that kills Cersei. Because what he's seen in that fight, he, like, full now, I think he fully has to believe that together you need to all, like, fight for the greater good. And he might be the only one that can do it. Hmm. Match for the greater good. Very interesting. Okay. But who dies next? I'm going Arya. Big. Go big or go home. I don't want it to happen. I will be crying if she dies, but... I think you're right, though. I think that's a good prediction. And be- and Becky said Tormund. Tormund. Which would be a gut punch, but wouldn't derail the overall story, is what you're saying. Right. Okay. I don't think they have the balls to kill Arya. I think that whatever the next death is, it's going to be heavier and harder than any death in the White Walker episode. Because that's sort of like part of life, right? Which is that like, oh, you get through the part of life in Westeros is you get through this like amazingly terrifying thing, and then something horrible will happen to you. Right. All right. Well, Lily, where can people follow you? Chichi K. Gomez on Twitter. 
Follow me at Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Friday Night Movie on at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow everything that we do at FridayNightMoviePod.com and PancakeForTable.com. And we will be at All Star Comic Con, which we're very excited for. On it's soon, it's like it's just about a month. It'll be less than a month when this. Oh no, it'll it's a little bit more than a month. June seventh, eighth, and ninth in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Thank you guys All for right. doing this. Thanks. It was so fun. Vicky, you should have just given her food and let her walk around the house. I realize that now. I should have just given her food and let her walk around the house. Thank you. That's what she's <laughs> doing. She's walking around in her diaper. Let me see her for a second. All right. Control. Love she's you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Don't hang up. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>